By the end of 1994, each and every one of the Best Picture Boys had been born, but our personalities hadn't been formed quite yet. Inside each of us were many different paths we could go down, many different people we might become. Today, Mark is a math tutor, <laughs> tutor, but under a different set of circumstances, he easily could have become a former lawyer driven insane by a compulsive obsession with numbers. Cody is a video creator, but in another life, he could have become a painter, living in a secluded studio, feeding only on his art and his muse. <laughs> Chad is still figuring his life out, but if a butterfly had flapped its wings differently, he could have been a cop haunted by the death of those he loves. This movie itself had trouble becoming what it was meant to be. Producer and director fought over which cuts should be released, whether to release the troubled soul inside or to let free the sex-obsessed being it truly was. It's the end of the year, so as we look forward to what the best of 1995 will bring us, let's take a look at what some say is the worst of 1994, the multifaceted sex romp slash murder mystery known as Color of Night. Does your mommy know you escaped from a straitjacket? This is Best Pictures, the podcast where we pick our favorite movies for every year we've been alive. I'm Cody Lunsford, and I'm joined as always by... Hey guys, it's Mark, and I know um, you guys like to hear updates from my life. I just want you guys to know that I have a new girlfriend, and her name is Bonnie. So that's just what uh, I've wow. been up to. Wow. Uh, and I'm uh, the other co-host, uh, Chad. And it's funny enough, I recently um, started dating a girl, and her name's Bonnie, so... Um, it can't weird. be coincidence, the right? Same? No. Hmm. hmm. Anyway, this is Best Pictures. On Best Pictures, we try and figure out the best movie for every year we've been alive. Normally, we do that by I have a pick, Mark has a pick, Chad has a pick. Then we talk about what won the Academy Award. This episode, we're talking about what won the Razzie for 1994. And I would like to just say up top, because I've seen the scuttlebutt on the internet um the, because the what's new, the scuttlebutt well the scuttlebutt chad is the um because the new razzie nominations came out everybody's oh. like oh the, the razzies suck they're bad yeah and i would like to say we agree <laughs> we think the razzies are dumb mm -hmm. they punch down they pick the most obvious choice which is exactly why we cover it on the show because we think it's most interesting to look at a cultural time capsule of what right. people say is bad at the time like what were people saying was bad in 94 so like we're all saying emoji movies probably gonna win the razzie for this year but should it have been three billboards who am i to say <laughs> <laughs> what's interesting to me is that like when we look at the razzie nominations for this year we're like mother all right fine emoji movie of course the mummy yeah it was boring okay the mummy was not boring it was pretty exciting <laughs> i like it was pretty good uh, i fell asleep pretty good Capital when i look G at the when i look at the nominations for 1994 it's five movies i've never heard of right so like yeah. That's why it doesn't matter. They always pick what is a big attention getter. I think ever since they had Halle Berry and Sandra Bullock show up to accept their awards, they keep trying to nominate the mm. biggest name people. So they'll come and accept the award. Like, I think there's a lot of shit like that. And then, like, what if did, you go back. What did Sandra Bullock win for? Um, uh, All About Steve. Um, 
but but if you look back, The Shining was nominated for a Razzie in 1980. Yeah, that's so insane. It, it, it's dumb, but we like to look at it because it's a cultural touchstone of the time. And so, anyway, wanted to do that soapbox. But before we actually dive into the movie that we're talking about, Ooh. I want to know, um, Chad... Have you seen any movies recently? Um, well, since the last time we talked on the podcast, I had movie week with my movie pass. And uh, you can mm-hmm. read all about do that not- on Cody and Mai's new blog. I know we were supposed to plug things at the end of the podcast, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fine. But yeah, I, I cool. wrote about the five movies I saw. I saw Jumanji, uh, other movies. <laughs> Jumanji, <laughs> Jumanji is the one he remembers. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. But no, Call Me By Your Name, The Post, uh, The Shape of Water. Water and I, Tanya. And then after movie week, I saw Phantom Thread and woo, that was good. That was a good movie. Did not. It sounds like you had a full, full, like your belly is full of Mm -hmm. movies. And I got eight more to watch before next week's episode. So that's exciting. (laughs) Very exciting. Mark, have you seen any movies recently? You're talking about just at the, at the Cineplex or just in my everyday life? Because boy, I watch a lot of movies everywhere. I know, me too. But but just tell me about one that's caught your fancy. Um, um I watched this movie called Face Off recently. Um mm-hmm. oh. and it blew my face off, if I'm being honest with you. So wow. I understand I haven't I've only seen like bits and pieces from this movie and I know a lot of people like like this movie. I guess you're one of them now. Do you mm-hmm. like it ironically or is it genuinely really good? Is it like no, unhinged weird cage or is it like actually a good movie? It is it is it has a good performance from Cage, a good performance from Travolta, mm-hmm. an interesting ca- an interesting plot, and also like well directed action. Okay, so it is. Gen- I mean, yeah, that sounds good. genuinely good. You enjoy it. Is, it. It's not it is like genuinely a, good. That was so campy and fun that it was actually good, even though it wasn't good. No, like it was really good, and like I think it is like interesting to see these people. Not only so, like not only is Nicolas Cage playing John Travolta, but Nicolas Cage is playing John Travolta playing Nicolas Cage. Fascinating. I gotta see it. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> Spoiler alert: We're gonna watch it in ninety-seven. Oh, but, then I'll, I'll wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll wait. wait. <laughs> um. <clears throat> oh, Cody, what's up? Yep. Hey, uh, you, have you, you seen any somebody, films that you want to talk about? You I Good have seen so many films. Um, trying to narrow down what I should talk about. Um, I discovered two movies from 2015 that people slept on and need to watch, which are Paddington One and oh The Maze gosh. Runner. Paddington One of them is One actually is so very good. good. Maze Runner is just fun, but Paddington is a light of light. It's and, a ray of light in our you, dark times. You saw Paddington 2 in the theaters. What did you think about that? And Paddington 2 may straight up be a masterpiece, and I know it sounds like I'm exaggerating. I'm not. I gave it five stars. I think it's incredible. It has some of the best visual scenes I've ever seen in a movie. It makes you feel um, like it, you're a part of its world. It very much like it does a thing a lot of movies I like do where it exists in a time that doesn't quite exist 
um, because it's modern day, mm-hmm. but they still have a lot of like old looking things. It's also very like storybooky, um, that sort of thing. I mean, similar to Shape of Water, which I also recently watched and became my favorite movie of 2017. It also is heavy stylized and right. that sort of thing. And they also both have Sally Hawkins. So that's another coincidence. Yeah. Um, Paddington 2 is great. Don't be a nerd who won't go see a movie because it's for kids. Like, it's, it's a good movie. I'll be seeing that later this week, and I'll post my thoughts about it in the Facebook group. Yeah, I'll probably end up seeing that, like, tomorrow. Yep. Cool. It's a good, it's good, it's a good film. Um, not a movie it's not, now. It's mm-hmm. not just, it's not it's not just for, a movie. Right. It's a film. It's a film. It's, Cinema. it's nominated for BAFTAs, which are the British equivalent of the Oscars. Okay, so like, here's, here's my question on that, right? It came yeah. out in 2018 in america did it come out early in yeah it came out earlier in britain jolly which is old how britain. It qualified yes gotcha mm-hmm. which is why like ladybird isn't nominated for any baftas because it still hasn't come out in britain got it it's very interesting i was reading a lot of stuff about it i know most people could not give a fuck but i was very interested and was reading all the stuff about it um okay do you guys want to get into this movie that I we're going to talk about i think this week? so it's a Let's weird do it's it. pretty wild because the more i think about it the bit that me and chad did in the beginning doesn't make any fucking sense if you didn't watch the movie <laughs> right <laughs> no it doesn't In fact, it doesn't make any sense until like 30 minutes from the end of the movie <laughs> i watched the movie exactly. it still barely makes sense to me <laughs> Okay, well, then let's get into it. So the movie we watched, I guess we should explain it just in case uh, people are coming in completely colorblind. Ah! Oh, because Bruce Willis in the film is is colorblind. Correct. To all colors? I think it's it's red, green, colorblind, but then... So the movie starts, and there's this crazy lady... Hey, hold on, Chad. This is my job. Back the fuck up. I want to get to... I want to (laughs) help... Explain no. his colorblindness. Let me do my hey, job, Chad. Why do you get to do I don't, all the fun stuff every episode? No, we're talking. About I don't this do now. all the we're fun stuff. Do I later. walk into your editing bay and be like, "Nope, don't put the farts in"? You no, bay. Chad. Well, I let you do whatever you want. Well, you know what? I appreciate that uh, freedom. Yeah, I'm put in another fart sound here. Nope, please don't. <laughs> Damn it! Right here. <laughs> okay, so it's not over. Yet. The movie. It's a very long one. <laughs> No, please don't put that one in for real. That will we want people to listen nope, to our it's still show. Going. No, fuck. All right, it's over. This will be you, very you bad can, if you do. Wait, that. no, this is the one that you think is going to be over and it's still going. Oh yeah, you're right, Mark. You, you're, I don't you correct. For real, cut all this out. It's very. Bad. Uh, we'll see. Um, okay, so the movie we watched was Color of Night, which is a Bruce Willis vehicle from 1994. Um, he was also in Pulp Fiction this year, which we have already talked about. So I always find it fascinating when somebody's in like a highly acclaimed movie mm-hmm. and then later that year or earlier that year they had been in like a pretty much hated movie, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Can we, I just want the, the listeners right now to just take a piece of paper and write down what they think the Color of Night will be in this movie. Just like make a prediction, because yeah, be- the result will surprise you. 
It will. Okay, so Dr. Bill Capra, who is Bruce Willis, he is a New York psychologist who decides to spend some time with his psychologist friend in L.A. Why does he decide after, to do that? Oh, you're about because, to say. Yep, I'm about to say. After one of Capra's clients just jumps out the window during a session. So he's yeah. like, you know. Right after a sequence I was trying to explain before I was interrupted by Cody, where you just mm-hmm. see this lady, she's like getting ready and putting lipstick on, and then she smears it all over her teeth, and she's screaming and she's looking for something and then she almost kills herself with a gun and then she goes to meet her psychiatrist it's a weird sequence really really yeah. weird way to start a movie it's weird it, how it starts you opening. off in media res and then never really explains what was going on no other no, than just she was really. like deeply disturbed which you get in the following scene i'm just saying if i made this movie i probably would have cut that uh insane opener and just yeah i think i would have yeah i think so too um so also now he's colorblind yeah when she jumped (laughs) out of the building he saw her red blood and then it faded to gray right well oh wait was he not colorblind before nope no i see i thought he was colorblind but then like when he saw her splatter splatter on the floor like he saw Mm -hmm. that color it was the reddest red he'd ever seen then it faded Nope, uh, he went colorblind because he saw the blood. I think he's so depressed he can't see color. Okay, so he's like his he's like rejecting the blood psychologically. Like he's in sure. denial yes. that it's there. That's caused yes. red to be completely Yes. Dread. Yeah. I guess that's this what is where doing. I guess this is where we should jump in and be like Hey, we're not um, mental health professionals, and neither was anyone who wrote this movie. Correct. None of this stuff sounds real. Yeah. I don't think it's real, <laughs> especially going colorblind because of something that happens. Who knows? I'm Maybe do wrong. A quick I, Google search. <laughs> I don't think it's a thing. So, Bill sits in on one of Bob Moore's, which, by the way, could they have any more basic names? It's Bill and Bob. Like, yeah, um, that seems insane. interesting. It, not more. More is pretty common. Capra, Capra I guess, is, is yeah, somewhat yeah, yeah. interesting. So, Chad, Bob do Moore's you have do you have info for us? Uh, I'm clicking on an article that says can anxiety cause? Oh, this just says blindness. So, probably wrong article. <laughs> so, hold on, Cody. While while Cody's doing while while Chad's doing this research, I want to talk because we talked about how the writers of this movie are not mental health professionals. Let's talk about the the writer of this movie who has an Academy Award nomination. No. Okay. What what does he have in a nomination? For, for Captain Phillips. Really? Hey, that's a good movie. It's a good movie. You and Elsie wrote Hunger what? Games. Not a bad movie. What is this guy's filmography? <laughs> yeah. Like what is what is his thing? Yeah, I mean he kind of jumps all over the place, which is like yeah, I don't know. There there's some writers who do that who are kinda like writers who pop in for It's just it's just weird. That's the guy who did like the first the first version. I think the second guy the second guy hasn't written much of anything. Chad, um, did you find any data? I'm guessing no. Tur- it's not a real thing. Turns out no one really knows where colorblindness comes from. <laughs> okay, perfect. Probably so teens. Um, Bill sits in on one of Bob Morris' group session, and Bob Morris played by Scott Bakula. Um, Which is so weird what, that he's in this movie. It is kind of odd. Minute. I mean, it makes sense that like the second biggest guy in this movie would be like Scott Bakula level. His his TV show had just ended, so let's get him a good yeah. like uh, big supporting role in a movie. 
Right. So Bill meets the members of the Monday night group, which are who Bob Moore meets with every Monday night. And they are, are you guys ready? Mm -hmm. Clark, who is an OCD lawyer who a few months ago had beat up his wife for messing something up. Sandra, a kleptomaniac and also a nymphomaniac who stabbed her dad and her husband died in mysterious causes. Buck, a suicidal ex-cop whose wife and daughter were murdered and we find out later his wife was cheating on him. Casey, whose only real thing seems to be he's into BDSM. Um, he's also like a like a his he's living off of his parents' money and they're making him go to uh therapy, I think. He's the right. struggling artist of the group. He's like he paints, but he barely also burned struggling because his, his dad's house down once. Right, oh, yeah. barely struggling though because his parents are giving him a ton of money. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, so he, it, he fucks a lot. Yep. Um, and then also Richie, who we are told is a transgendered sixteen-year-old. Richie wants to be a woman. Um, uh, any, also, have side to say note, about the group? Richie really looks like a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, suspiciously Ch- so. Ch- Chad's, Chad's trying to give away the twist before we get to it. Let's just keep moving. All right. Um, so Bob is murdered. Scott Bakula gets assassin creeded. Oh my gosh! His... What a weird and like really violent Act- sequence. I yeah. think the past tense of Assassin's Creed is assassin decreed. Assa- he gets assassin decreed. <laughs> in the middle of his apartment. Straight up, somebody has a wrist knife and stabs Scott Bakula. It is actually a pretty good scary sequence, which I didn't... I knew nothing about this movie, so I didn't know it had uh, any all, horror thriller elements. All I knew was we were going to see Bruce's dick, and I thought it was so like th- going to be a movie about sex. Agreed. Right, I thought it was going to be Indecent Proposal where it was just a romance, that sort of thing. So when this murder thriller stuff started happening, I was like, yeah. yep, I'm in, I'm in. Somebody has a wrist blade, what the fuck? Can we talk about this wrist blade first, right? So the normal Assassin's Creed wrist blade comes uh-huh. up in front of your palm, right? Right. Yes. So you can yeah, like palm does. someone and it kills them. This yeah, you blade give somebody comes... a high five and yeah. then it hurts them. Yeah, exactly. This one comes behind the wrist. So, yeah, so you can punching. punch them. You're punching but that's, is, I feel like works. someone was like, hey, you know that Assassin's Creed wristband? We should use that. And they just put it on wrong. Okay, first of all, it was 97, so Assassin's Creed hadn't been made yet. It was 94. Also, like, let's say... That's what I meant. Let's say, like, I don't know, you, you get in a situation where you have to, like, push him off of you, then your hand will go mm-hmm. back into the blade... Yeah, it's a bad design. Yeah, yeah. It's a bad design. Okay, it's about it's a- to get really nerdy because we're already talking about blades in Assassin's Creed. But I was watching this thing um, when I was home. Well, my dad was watching it, and I like walked downstairs, and it was about people who like made blades. Like it was a competition show. Oh, cool! Of people who like made blades. I've heard of day. this show actually. <laughs> and so they were I trying. It's actually kind of cool. <laughs> it's pretty fucking sick, actually. And so they were basically trying to make one of those things, and they did the punching thing because it let you like pierce the armor and shit better. Oh. Mm, interesting. Interesting. You guys right, collect any? You guys collect any blades? Spin any blade shows? <laughs> no, like because it's become such a thing to be like, oh, he's one of the boys who has a sword in his house. So I like right. don't want to be that boy. But like, let's be honest, I kind of want to be that boy. Like, I, have if a, I have a fucking big sword. I would love it. I have a friend that's a blacksmith, and she made me a knife once. What the fuck? That's awesome. Uh, it's like it's I, made uh, from a railroad tie. Shit, that's cool. I I own the master sword, and it's actually a sword. No, no my God, not Chad. even good. It's at my mom's house, though. I don't have it here in LA. Is it big? It's the size of a sword. 
I guess that's big. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I would want like a branded sword. You know, I think I would just uh, want like a specifically made for me. You know, like it's the perfect weight I need to like fight and shit. I can hook yeah. up with my blacksmith friend. Oh, dang. That would be sick. You know what? Like I don't want in my house though. Like a weapon. I would be. Yes, but also like I would be pretty embarrassed if I had like a keyblade, you know, because like <laughs> it's like seven feet long. <laughs> it's seven feet long. Doesn't cut anything. <laughs> it's also not a key to anything. Like I can't open the fucking door. I can't fight bad guy. I mean, it's heavy. I guess like, but that's any blunt object I can hit somebody with. Mm. Anyway, anyway, this has been Blade Boys. <laughs> Blade Boys. This has been Blade Boys, a podcast within a podcast. Um. So, Scott Bakula, Assassin Creed. Um, Assassin Creed. Assassin Creed dead. So then Bill gets questioned by Hernandez, who is a cop with an attitude. He's pretty yeah. sassy. How would you describe his attitude? I guess sassy. Sassy. <laughs> Doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> He'll just say whatever um, is on his mind. Probably should be fired the- from the police force. Absolutely. One of the first times that they meet, they're in this club, and it's like a heavy metal club or something. And uh, uh, Bruce Willis is like, "Why are we in here?" He goes, "Oh, I was in I was in the narcotics team for a while, and like I just know all these people." He goes, "I fucked all of these people's parents." (laughs) Yeah, it's a good quote. Um, So Bill is encouraged by Hernandez to keep the group going. It's kind of like Hernandez wants him to like run a grift and like keep having the group go on so like people will reveal whether or not they were the ones who killed bob yeah i mean hernandez thinks that the killer is one of these like as he calls them cauliflowers yeah dandelions right daffodils daffodils that's a flower (laughs) i I know look i know what cauliflower is (laughs) cauliflower was your first flower choice I mean, Mark is definitely sometimes shoots for the most obvious answer, and flower is in the name <laughs> of that's, flower. That's fair. So, that's fair. Um, um, so, but yeah, uh, Bakula before he got assassin created, he what he like made a complaint to the police and like said like, "Hey, I might need some protection. I think someone's trying to kill me." His house right. has a lot of security on it. Like, there's a yeah. bunch of cameras and gates. Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. Bruce Willis gets his house due to squatters' rights. I guess how. How does he have his fucking house? I don't house? understand this. I guess... <laughs> this movie rules. Not only does he inherit the house, he also inherits the therapy group. What? <laughs> None of it makes sense, and it fucking there was this, rules. There was this old man at the beginning of the movie that like Bruce Willis was like, I'm going to LA for a while. And it's like he Bruce said Willis to is- him... Bruce Willis is therapist. Yeah, because he's a therapist, but like he also needs a therapist. All therapists are in therapy. That's like a thing. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah, great. Yeah, it. Didn't I mean, that. it's 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 the eternal question: who therapists the therapist? Apparently, there's a therapist. Oh, uh, the Watchmen right. actually therapist the therapist. Yes, actually, yeah, they hire the Watchmen. Um, but anyways, he says like, "Don't run away," and Bruce is like, "Yeah, I'm just going to LA for a week. Like, it's fine." And then his buddy he dies, so he's just like, "Well, I guess I got to live here now." It makes no sense. I love it. It's like it's it's crazy. It's insane. Yeah. (laughs) And Bruce Willis is is not phoning it in at all. No. Okay, can we talk about that? Bruce Willis fucking good in this movie. He's not bad in this movie. He He makes these like horrible lines sound like like Bruce Willis in like a good movie. Like 
the, the line at the beginning of this podcast, the uh, does your mommy know you escape from a straight jacket? Like he makes yeah. that sound like believable. He and, makes and it that's sound like th- you be a motherfucker. Yeah. Right. And and that's the thing because modern Bruce Willis the the kind of like stereotype and joke around him now is that he completely phones it in. Yeah, the die so hard to wa- five version of Bruce Willis is not this Bruce right. Willis. Yeah, so so to I think that's part of why I started to get on board with this movie so early on is I was like, yo, he is giving mm-hmm. like an equal performance to what he gives in Six Sense. Yeah. Like maybe the movie around him is better, the exact, but the performance is the same almost. He's a very similar character in this movie than he is. Oh, absolutely. Sense. Except the twist is he is alive in this movie. <laughs> yeah. That is not the twist of this movie. Yeah, but like, is he living? That oh. that is the question we have to figure out. So Bill doesn't really like Hernandez because Hernandez is Mexican. Sassy. I'm sorry, well, sassy. <laughs> oh, it may be that. We don't really know. Um, so he gets help with another cop. I promise I was trying to pay attention. I don't really know how these two become friends, like how he becomes friends with, with the other cop, but it happens. All I know about the other cop is that he's the surgeon in the first season of ER. <laughs> well, perfect. Um, so, so so he has another cop who's like helping him out more and is less sassy, but he finds out from that cop that Hernandez was the one who was sleeping with Buck's wife. He finds this out like an hour later, by the way. This is not necessarily chronological. Yeah, not necessarily. So during this time, Bob is seeing a girl named Rose. Uh, Rose, Rose. Yeah. There's some flower stuff going on, huh? Dandelions, roses, cauliflowers. Well, definitely. Um, nope, but... not cauliflowers. Well, yeah, how, how did he meet Rose? Like, what was their like meet cute? Okay, this is a question I wanted to ask Chad because he lives in L.A., right? Yeah. So they get into a fender bender, right? right. Like, whatever that happens. Yeah. This movie then has 12 more fender benders in it. Well, most of those are chase sequences, to be fair. Sure. But how many fender benders happen in L.A.? Um, To you? To me, none so far, thankfully. Uh, Actually, no, I got rear-ended once, and I just told the guy, like, hey, man, just have a good day. I don't want to deal with uh, (laughs) anything. Right, right, right. Um, That that was the only one. Um, And then we ended up sleeping together. uh, What? <laughs> yeah, you told me about this later that day. He just showed up at your house. Yeah, right? yeah. I was just like, "Hey, I don't want to deal with the insurance information, but like, uh, you can give me your number." And he's like, "No, I give you. You give me your number. I'll call you." And then mm-hmm. we uh, had sex Bones under down. had sex underwater for a while. Yeah, right. So that's how it works in LA. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Bill and Rose. Bill and Rose. So, uh, Bill and Rose have sex a lot. A lot. A lot. <laughs> it's always, a lot. It's Basically Bill, all they do. Bill never gets Rose's number. She always comes right. to him. Always yeah. shows up. They either bone or she is naked eating cereal. She is naked. Only in apron Various other places. Or with they're both in a bathtub on. playing with army toys. That was weird. Like, Bizarre. basically, like, was... Uh, rolling the tank over her body was weird we do see bruce willis's dick okay when they fuck in a pool this is what i okay it was in the pool because i don't know if i got like a different cut i didn't know you didn't we watched the same one are you sure i did you get it from amazon i rented mine from itunes how long was it i don't know about two hours 
Was it yeah. two hours or was it two twenty? I don't know. Because there are two cuts of this movie. So when this movie the, was right. made, does one cut remove the dick? Because I'm pretty. Because I probably. especially in that pool scene, it was the first like real sex scene. I was leaning in, ready to see that willy dick, and <laughs> I didn't see it. I just basically said dick, dick, <laughs> because I called it a willy dick. That's um, Mark and I saw the dick. I I did the dicks. Um, what? So so there are Twist. two cuts of this movies, right? Yeah. So yeah. when the when the director turned in this movie, his producer was like. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> recut this movie. Chad then, didn't watch the unrated version. I pulled up iTunes. You watched whoa. the uh, producer cut that doesn't have the dick in it. Ah, yeah, you watched the theatrical cut. So I was so, so excited to see that Willie dick. The director, the director, and the producer got in like a fight over whether or not they should make another cut. And the producer made another cut, and they screen tested it. And then he, the producer was basically like, "You're fired. We're gonna release this cut." And, like, there was a big fight, like, a public fight about which cut was going to be released. Like, the director was claiming that his tested better. And, like, Variety and film critics were like, yeah, it's he has the better cut. It and then the director dick. had a heart attack. Like, a, like, almost died, had a heart attack. Okay. And the producer was like, all right, my bad. Here's what we'll do. We'll put mine in theaters and we'll put yours on. Like, we'll release yours to home like home, whatever, whatever they did in the nineties. Well, right, uh, VHS, because this was the big, huge time where unrated movies started becoming a thing that you would be able to rent and blockbuster and stuff like that. So they released the unrated cut. And this is uh, one of like at the time, this was one of like the most rented movies of all time. It makes sense. A lot of these like sex movies are heavily rented from blockbuster and stuff like because you don't want to like go to the theater and watch it with a bunch of people you want to take it back to your house yeah and like i always say and this is just like a thing that i say sex sells it sex does sell hey guys uh just did a google image search you barely see it it's like the side of it you okay, see, but you still you see, see it. You see the little the bald head of Bruce Willis's dick. Yeah, it's I, as bald I mean, as his actual head. Yeah, you see it about as much as you see Ben Affleck's in Gone Girl. But you, see it but you still see, you see Ben Affleck's. It. I think so too, because it like swims around. It detaches okay. itself. I was just it seeing a, I was just seeing a still image. Around. I can't. I can't. Uh, project. I was about to say eject. <laughs> well, you can eject something. I guess I could. Uh, there. It is some like Nirvana ass baby in a water penis. Yeah, you for real see the dick. I mean, there's significant uh, shrinkage when you're underwater. That's the thing. No, there wasn't there's shrinkage. That was my Seinfeld. Well, George Costanza <laughs> says it. So that was a very bad. Uh, that was yeah, my that was the a... TV show Seinfeld, not my Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> okay. Either way, that was a horrible, horrible impression. <laughs> there, Look, there I'm was famously bad at impressions. <laughs> Wait, have, you've never done an impression on the show, Mark. I can't. Uh, think yeah, of I don't. I'm, I've never I'm heard bad, it. so I don't do impressions. Oh, okay, okay. There was no shrinkage, Chad. I don't know how they did it. There was no shrinkage. <laughs> Probably didn't fall underwater. I guess Mark was the one who put this note in our discussion section. He uh, wanted to talk about whether it was a dick double or not. Yeah, because in the shot where the show is dick, they you never it doesn't go up to his head afterwards. You never see his face mm. in the same continuous shot as the dick. That's all I'm saying. Probably because it's hard to do while they're swimming. I, I don't know. Maybe it's scientist. a dick Okay. I've never claimed to be. You did claim to be. So I don't know a if you think spurt. it's a body double. No, not um, a dick spurt. That's, like, that's something different. I like dick spurt. I think you should go with that one. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, let's get back on the plot. They have sex a lot. They're naked a lot. Yeah. It's a whole thing. She's like um, constantly just showing up unannounced and mm-hmm. being like, fuck me. And he's like, all right. And then she yeah. leaves and she never shares anything about herself. Basically. Yeah. Right. Except her booty. Um, and then Bruce Willis she shares does. his booty. Um, and his equal penis. opportunity booties in this movie. I appreciate that. Um, equality for booties. That's my platform. Anyway, so um, <laughs> also during this time, we find out some more about the people in the group. So Sandra has a female friend who she's attracted to. She wishes he was a boy. Yes. Right. Should we go ahead and address this part of it? Did you guys realize that it was Rose? Was, I, they, was that her? Make, yeah, it's the same actress. It is? Okay, that was like really, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I only knew that because I was on Wikipedia and it was like, well, A, I was like, who's playing this trans character? And I was like, what? Okay, hold Second on, hold on. Person? Let's not let's not reveal the twist yet. Let's not reveal the twist yet. We'll, oh, we'll talk about well, it. Well, you I just had a said experience. this was Rose. Right, because so, this okay, part so the is first a twist bit more is obvious. that they're all sleeping with the same girl. Woman. Okay, yes, yes. All, that's all, the first twist. All I'm saying is that the cast list on Wikipedia gives away both twists. Absolutely. I had it spoiled for me the same way. I did <laughs> Cause not. Because I was trying to figure out who was playing who. So, um, yeah, I, I did not recognize Bonnie as being the same person as Rose, just in the scene. I just did not recognize her. Uh, okay. And that later when Sandra is looking mm-hmm. at a picture of Rose, she does recognize that it's Bonnie. Mm-hmm. Well, so yes. Bonnie has blonde hair and Rose has brown hair. Right, but in in the last scene you see with Bonnie, mm-hmm. um, Sandra's like, "Let's take off that silly wig you're wearing," and Wait, so she, she has knew. brown hair underneath. Yeah, that wasn't in my cut. That probably might not, might not have been in your cut. <laughs> Was well, not. that's a part of it. Um, well, okay, so then we yeah then that would have that would have done it for me. Obviously, <laughs> yep, <laughs> that, yep. Um, so then Richie's brother Dale who we had not seen before, he comes to Bob trying to uh, make it where Richie doesn't have to go to therapy anymore because he's like, eh, this is bullshit. They're just making him do it. I don't want him to. But um, Bill is like, nah, he's going to stay in. Bill has a lot of attempts on his life. Um, Like, I have snacks written down. Does he try and get poisoned by snacks or am I an idiot? Snakes. Snakes. That is what it was meant to be. I was like reading it and I was like, I don't know. (laughs) That like made me jump out of my skin when he opens the mailbox and just a snake jumps out of the, at the camera. That terrified me. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was good. It's kind of a well-directed movie, but then also sometimes there's crazy ass zooms. Absolutely not a well, it's not a well-directed movie. That's an insane (laughs) thing to say. You want to know something about this director? Uh Uh-huh. Academy Award nominated. Oh shit. (laughs) Chad knows nothing for the stunt man. I haven't, no, seen I haven't heard of it. Yeah, I haven't seen but it. But anyway, it was like um, it was way before this. Okay. Well, so he got people worse. <laughs> So people are also always trying to crash Bill's car. Um oh, and yeah, uh, Casey, this, uh, this like weird voiced person in a red car. <laughs> so like, he, "Hey, get out of my way." He gets a call from what sounds like a demented children's toy like Chucky is mm-hmm. driving the car or mm-hmm. something. Uh, and they try to run him off the road, and then a pretty good sequence actually at a train, yeah. where like he's like reversing, 
as the uh-huh. car behind him is like driving forward and they're in the stalemate until the train gets there and then he like they both just like pull away t- so as not to be hit by the train pretty good sequence why had they good car for though uh, because, well, because they were playing chicken essentially yeah the oh. guy in the back is still trying to get bruce uh mm-hmm. and is hoping he can drive forward and not have the train split him up gotcha right so weirdly good car chase scenes for a movie i went in not expecting a single car chase scene. i was there just expecting sex 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 that's, that's two that. or three car chases this movie has there's it all a couple with the red car Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the fender bender, which isn't really a car chase, but it's requires some like car choreography. Also with a red car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But which, here's the thing: Bruce Willis doesn't see red, so he doesn't know they're the same. <laughs> he also car. doesn't oh, see no. car models. <laughs> well, apparently, but um, yeah, that's that's part of why it's relevant. He's colorblind, I guess. That there's not a lot. Yeah. He I mean, sometimes uh, also mismatches socks. Like that's really the only way color blindness <laughs> comes into play. That's what that was about. Him wearing the red. <laughs> Chad so missed this movie on a lot of levels. I guess. Yo, but like I didn't that even was like the sock thing. The sock. Oh, it was just it was Sandra like, noticed the socks, and that was before we really talked about his color blindness. Yeah, um, I picked up on it. It was. Ugh. I picked up on the car thing because when the when the call first came, so he's in his car and his car phone gets called and they're like, I'm, I'm in the red car following you. And he's like, what? What red car? <laughs> right, right. Um, so also during this time, the painter boy, Casey, gets murdered. Yeah, he gets um, strangled with a belt. Yep. So and that's our- another one of those scenes where um, he's like, also, like the thing catches on fire, and Bruce Willis like breaks into the thing. Yeah, and, like, I really like this scene. Actually, he, he what I don't like is he finds the body, and he's like, "What is this sticky stuff?" And then like the <laughs> the red color fades in the like. Apparently, the camera is also red colorblind for just that scene. It, it, well, it's no, just it, to show you what he's seeing. Yeah, he's he's like he finds the gray goop first and then he sees the body and then it's like mm-hmm. revealed oh no that was blood the whole time and then uh, that's right, when okay. the camera because he doesn't see it the actu- body right away it actually might would have been a pretty cool choice if every piece of red in the movie mm-hmm. had been grayed out ah the like that could have been a co- s- yeah, I mean, kind of. It could have been a cool stylistic thing and would have made things like the car chases confusing for us as well. Right. And kind of, like, keep that reveal hidden even a bit more. Yeah. Um, Could have been interesting. Anyway. Are you saying they, twi- s- they still show the red of the blood after he realizes it's blood? If the whole Probably not till the way? end. Okay. Uh, probably not till the end. Does where he they get like... uncolorblind at the end? Yes, we'll get to it. He does. Don't remember that part. So he it's does? twist time, y'all. It's time for the twist. It's time for the twist. Wow, we... Twist, 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 twist. Time for the twist. Hey, don't Turns move out... your microphone so much because that causes all this noise and everyone's going to make fun of our podcast. <laughs> nah, it's fine. Um, should I do it again so you can cut all that out? Uh, um, no, you can do it again. It's it's time for the twist y'all uh turns out rose using the name bonnie has been having a relationship with literally every single person in the group except, including the late bob moore there's one person who she wasn't fucking well we're not gonna get to that yet because well she wasn't sleeping with richie <laughs> right she wasn't sleeping with richie um 
because I want to talk about the fact that Bob Moore, Scott Bakula, keeps his nudes in a photo album that he just like leaves on the coffee table. It's not real important to the plot or anything. I just found it real odd that like he keeps his nudes like of his ex-wife just laying around. But he changed the cover of it. Sure. He like basically has a fake app in his phone. Sure. That oh. the cover isn't nudes, but like <laughs> if you know what you're looking for, you can find it. I think I guess so. I think it's also worth noting that when Bruce Willis was investigating Casey's uh murder scene he had all these paintings of his latest muse, his new girlfriend, Bonnie. Bonnie. Uh, yep. And Bonnie had, uh, or whoever broke in and murdered him, had um, cut, cut out, out the faces, the faces of, of all of these paintings and was burning right. them. Um, so Bonnie and Rose are the same person. <gasps> They've been dating everyone in the group. Wait, shut the fuck up. There's a double twist. Rose has actually been Richie the whole time. Wait, so Rose is the killer? Wait, triple twist. Dale, (laughs) Richie's brother, has been the one doing all the murders. Okay, let me explain it real quick. Let me explain it. Let me explain one aspect of it. Okay, Uh, explain So we're introduced to Richie as a boy who feels like a woman trapped in a man's body. Um, Yes. Only to find out that it's actually a man trapped in a woman's body Richie. trapped in a woman's no a woman trapped in a man's body trapped in a woman's body so it's a woman it's a woman trapped in a woman's body but like there's a it's not a but it makes sense here's it makes the timeline sense. Let me, here, right so richie uh-huh. died a couple years ago because dale and the real richie had been both being abused by their previous psychologist right Right. and so that's what drives richie to hang himself at age 12 dale knew about it didn't say anything let richie kept getting abused richie hangs himself yeah dale feels like shit is an asshole monster, abuses his sister Rose, feels guilty about the Richie thing, so he forces her to, to pretend, pretend to she's be Richie. Richie. So that's what drives Rose to be Richie. But then Richie, Rose, in Richie, starts uh-huh. to like come out of Richie. Yes. First Rose as begins Bonnie. to resurface. Yes. First right. as Bonnie, mm-hmm. then as her true self, mm-hmm. Rose. So, so, but the character so she had subdued the character Richie. Mm-hmm. He feels, doesn't exist. He feels like he should be because, like the movie, like wh- whenever Bruce Willis figures this out, it's very clear that all three of these identities are like real within this body. They're layers. No. They're layers. It's like Bonnie well, they, they, is yeah, actually but, Richie, but Richie's actually Rose. Yes. Right, but like they are all like very real. When they surface, it's like that's the person's identity. Yeah, it so, is sort of. But when the person s- is Richie, uh huh, he wants to be a woman. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes, he does. No. He says that no. in group therapy. He no. says that because no. it's Rose trying to be herself. The old Richie. No. Wanted to be a woman. No, no. no the real Richie no, never No, that's not did. a part of it at all. No, Not Cody, a part of it at all. Richie in no, group Chad, therapy straight you are up making says it... he feels like he wants to be a woman. And yes, so... because that is him saying, that is Rose saying she wants to be Rose again. Yes. But that he's is already a woman. He's already Chad, in a woman's Chad, body. 
Chad, you are you are taking a lens on it like Richie is actually a male character, and he's not. Wow, it is Cody. R- no Richie. Wow. Richie thinks it's a man trapped, a woman. Richie identifies as a woman trapped in a man's body. Richie does. He says that he's in a yes. woman's body. Yes, but he also says, no "I didn't murder anybody," or "I'm not Rose." He says all of those well, things. He didn't he's murder anybody. Richie didn't Rose, Richie, and Bonnie. All three didn't I, murder anyone. I understand Correct. that, Chad. You are making this hyper complicated because it is hyper To be fair, the movie is pretty makes complicated. No sense. It is pretty no complicated, sense. but it, it is Rose wants to resurface. Is what we're seeing in that moment. Okay, I don't think so. I think that but you've got that like is. A, but Rose, absolutely what it's supposed to be. Rose wanting to resurface comes across as Richie, Richie wanting, wanting to, to be, be a, a woman. A woman. Yes. It Already is not is actually what Richie wants. It's not actually what the original Richie wanted. I'm not saying it's what it the is, original Richie wanted. I'm talking about the Richie is, we're seeing on the screen, which is like the Richie we're identity. seeing isn't isn't real. It is Rose hiding her identity and wanting to surface back as no real. rose no, is not is not doing this she's like psychologically messed up from the abuse and she rose, genuinely thinks she's richie in that moment. yeah sure but but it's not richie it, wants to become rose it's not specific to richie wanting to become a woman richie wants to be yes rose yes but Th- that's what it at is. first before before richie realizes he wants to be rose richie wants to be bonnie Yes, because that's just a way to express yeah. themselves being a woman. We should say this is this some is fucking not a, shit. <laughs> this is not a real transgendered character. No. This is not a real thing that, as far as we know, has happened to anybody. I guess this would kind of be like disassociative identity disorder, but people are not quite sure how that works. I think this or... is less realistic than the movie Split. Look, it is. It definitely is, which is what I'm trying to explain to you, Chad. You're trying to put a realistic thing on it, and I'm explaining no, I to you what the thing in the movie is. you're trying to make it more realistic no. than the movie No, is. I am telling because, you like, what the movie is What's up is with saying. the scene where like she's literally, like the identities are fighting to come to surface, if not all of them are like real within her? Yeah, so they it's that weird fight scene where yeah. Rose, Richie, Bonnie is like trying to figure out who they want to be, while meanwhile Bruce Willis is holding a gun... No. Yeah. yeah. Her yeah. brother is holding a gun on Bruce Willis. Her brother is holding a nail gun on Bruce Willis. A nail Willis. gun, which is actually a pretty cool thing. It's it, but insane. then But then the cop gets in between the Actor nail gun Martinez, and Bruce Willis. Yeah. And then a third person shows up. No, Rose no, escapes and grabs the gun and shoots Dale in the head with it. Right. What the fuck is this movie? Which and is pretty then, awesome. So, so she becomes distressed by what she's done because she's like, oh shit, I just shot my brother in the head with a nail gun. That's pretty gnarly. So she climbs up to the roof she and really she's hit trying the nail to. She's the head here. Yep. She's, she, like she's going to jump off, right? Yeah. But she decides not sort to because Bill is like, yo. The, the beginning of the movie where. Yes, mirroring the beginning. Yeah. Bill is like, yo, don't do it. And she's like, you know what? I'm not going to. Convenient gust of wind makes her fall. <laughs> Bill, somehow, <laughs> it makes no sense. I don't care. Love yeah. it. Catches her. The movie sh- uh, then swinging straight from up a chain ends. like Tarzan. Right. So he, he lifts her. her up and gets her on the roof. Movie straight up ends. Well, <laughs> which I no, think is Hector awesome. Martinez yells from downstairs like, hey, I'm stuck down here. I got nails in my butt come help me out and then the movie ends 
Did you guys let the full credits run? No. no. Is there Why a post credits scene? Well, so it just like goes over that. It's like fucking call me by your name where it's just like <laughs> over an actual scene of the movie happening. And it's over that scene. And then at the very end, he's like, are you guys going to stay up there forever? Or something <laughs> like that. Some dumb bit. <laughs> I don't know. I love it. This movie's batshit insane. It's so There's much fun. like I love no it. time to like sit with the consequences of what just happened like there's no falling action it's just like high adrenaline and then it's well, just there's yeah, no falling action because bruce willis caught her yeah uh, hey guys um i don't i'm like an intellectual boy who took classes on story structure mm-hmm. and um yep. M- and, me too you uh, dumb bitch i'm just better at jokes than you again i took i took classes on structural engineering why are you In like on a movie podcast <laughs> because <laughs> he loves movies yeah. um yes you're smart chad falling action we know what you mean Mark but i just loves puns i made a I pun know. about f- the how the action involved falling yeah and it was a good joke i just got really i got jealous you know is sorry what it was, and i didn't come up with it let's hey did, did i you can guys try to like write this you some punchlines chad <laughs> did you guys like this movie no no <laughs> it's so i mean did i lean in quite a bit and like it it had my attention but like i was shaking my head just going like how did people get paid to make this movie how did like you know when you want to when you want to make movies and you want people to pay you to make movies and you see something like this it's frustrating it makes me excited because it means i can do whatever the fuck i want (laughs) Like, I, I don't know. I, I, we we watched Indecent Proposal, which was more boring than anything else. Yeah, like at boring. least this one was insane. This you know? movie like, had two plots where Indecent Proposal had half, half of, of one. Yeah, half exactly. Of one. Like because Indecent Proposal, there was no like it was just the romance kind of mm. drama, that sort of thing. This one was like, hey, you think it's a romance, but car chases triple twist murder nail mystery guns. investigation like, i think it's more like Assassin's you think Creed. it's a thriller but then there's also just like penis if if the movie had if we had seen the trailers when the movie was being yeah. promoted i'm sure that's what we would have thought but every single poster i saw for this movie was just like bruce rubbing his lips on some part of uh rose just various parts just various parts. march's body it's yeah. seriously a different uh, part in every poster <laughs> it it is weird but uh, straight up i was like ah this is just a romance movie so like mm-hmm. we came in with it no idea so what's interesting is so i had this spoiled for me by wikipedia or not spoiled same i didn't dog. know who the killer was but i knew that all three people were the same right so, so because like i looked it up um as you did mark but i looked it up because i was like oh my gosh are they gonna i i wanted to see if the character was actually a transgendered actor. Didn't have a lot of faith that that was going to be the case. Mm. And then I was trying to figure out if... Because, like, in all honesty, I didn't know that it was a female playing a male in that character. So, uh, playing that character. So I was trying to figure out, like, what they were doing. Like, who they were having play what. um, What gender. And so then I looked it up and then didn't see the name for uh, Richie at all. And I was like, what the fuck is this about? Mm -hmm. And then I clicked on the actress who played Rose. And, like, the picture that pops up was her (laughs) as as Richie. Richie. And I was like, motherfucker. Were you on IMDb? 
Yeah, I was on IMDb. So I was on Wikipedia, and it has her listed as Jane March as Rose slash Richie slash Bonnie. And I was like, what the fuck is happening here? Oh, <laughs> God. So it kind of gave all of that away. But because I knew that, I could kind of see where this movie was going with, and I could see the like the clues it was laying down. Mm-hmm. Which was so, like, it made me appreciate the how it was building its mystery. Here's, oh, I forgot one thing about um, the plot. He's not colorblind at the end. I don't remember how they reveal it, but they do reveal it where he can see red again. I guess that's another important part. What were you trying weird. to say, Chad? Um, so here's like, I have issues with this movie. And this is going to sure. sound like a nitpick. But it Which might for a be, movie like this seems pointless. It I mean, might this be my basically biggest, was a tit pick. It, well... This might be my biggest issue with the movie. Uh-huh. So Richie has like very short blonde hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rose has like long, luscious, thick, dark hair. Mm-hmm. Now, the brother, what, Dave? Dale? Dale. 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 Dale makes uh, Rose become Richie. She, she, he makes her like think that she is Richie by putting a short blonde wig on over the very l- large hair. it just I don't believe you go back and see any scene where uh Richie is Richie he's wearing the the blonde hair that's a that's supposed to be a wig yeah. over Rose's huge hair and I don't believe that that's possible more I importantly think is, I don't though, think don't that we- I it would Which be much easier to put a big female wig over the Richie hair instead of vice versa. But doesn't the rich doesn't Richie take off the wig in the last scene and we see the long hair? Like doesn't yeah. is, doesn't Rose have the long hair at the end? Yeah, she does. But like why is she wearing like a short haired wig over the really long hair? It's just because if she wants like to be a woman, why wouldn't she just have long hair? She does. She does have long hair. But why would she wear a wig? Because she's Richie when she wears the wig. This movie makes no sense. <laughs> it's weird. I don't know. I've I've seen SNL. Kate McKinnon goes bald a lot in that show. That's true. But and she's got pretty but long. Kate McKinnon hair. knows she's wearing. She's playing a character. Yeah. But 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 I think at the root, Rose does. I and that's why Rose keeps trying to come out as Rose. At the end of the movie, like all the all three identities are like fighting for the surface. That Again, like we said, we are not mental health professionals. Also, none of the writers were. Not a single one of Because this is not a real thing. I would also all. be willing to bet the writers also didn't know a whole lot of trans people. Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, that was a thing because I was like, they're not going to handle this well. And I don't think they handled it well, but they also didn't handle it poorly because it wasn't actually a trans character. They just didn't handle it. Exactly. They just were like, which is probably gross in of itself because Very. they use it as a plot device. Yeah. So that's not great. Well, but, they had like the character in the group that like said offensive things. And then the other people in the group would be like, you can't say that. But like, that's, all, laugh at that's it. all they did. Yeah. But for 94, I don't know. Kind of progressive. I guess. Can, Kinda. We, can we talk about the actress that played Rose Ritchie Bonnie? Sure. Jane March. Her name is Jane March. She had been in one movie before this. Mm-hmm. And it was also a very sexual movie. Um, yeah, this is what she became known for. Yeah, these, these kind of movies. yeah. She was kind of just like the woman that would have sex. It, it, her in her first movie, the director circulated rumors that she had sex, like unsimulated sex on camera. 
to like drum up attention. Yeah, to drum up attention. And she was like, wow, that was really shitty of him to do. And then she, this is the first script she got after that, after that movie. And she was like, well, this movie sucks, but it has, it's got Bruce Willis in it. Crazy twist. So it sounds like it's something I should probably be doing. Honestly, if I'm Jane March uh, and I read this script where I get to play three distinct characters and it's kind of wonky, that sounds like a role I'd want to take on. Yeah, I don't know. Um, how much money did this movie make? Like, did people see it? Nineteen million. Uh, that's not on a budget of forty. Yeah, that's not <laughs> very good. <laughs> very bad. <laughs> that's not great. Yeah, it's about to say it doesn't seem like a big budget movie, but there are like several car chases, and yeah, it's kind of an action-driven movie. <laughs> yeah, and actually, there's a scene at the end with like a building falling apart and shit like that. Yeah, like this know. is an action movie. Yeah. Um Mark, you haven't really told us what you think about it. I I so I was saying that the mystery is actually kind of well done. Mhm. The romance is pretty bad. So the the Golden Raspberry has like a category for worst on-screen couple. And this mm-hmm. was nominated for any combination of two people in this cast is the worst on-screen couple, which Mm-mm. is pretty fair. There's no chemistry between anyone. But there's... Mm-mm. I mean, Bacula I never... Willis, I, I believe they were friends. <laughs> oh, yeah, but not like romantic chemistry. Sure, yeah, no. Right. Um, I feel like the romance wasn't particularly well done. The sex scenes were somewhat well shot. Yeah. Um, I feel like this movie was like... They made some interesting directing choices, but not all bad. Some good. Yeah. I feel like the, there the, were those weird zooms sometimes. Though. Yeah. Um. the The beginning of this movie is a goddamn train wreck, but it mm-hmm. kind of gets in the groove eventually, and the groove is kind of cool. Yeah, I don't think this is that bad of a movie, right? So, like for the Razzies episode, we don't like being negative, so we try and find positive things. Right. I think it's a ride. I think it's a crazy movie. I didn't exactly know where things were going, and I was like kind of ready like if a movie's bad at least make it interesting it's kind of sure. how i always feel and i feel like this falls into that pretty easily i also Here's, i feel like this movie is like it's gonna be weird to say this but i feel like it's a little bit ahead of its time in the sense that like in the 2000s every movie thought it needed to have like a twist ending this one like, yeah this, this isn't like the first movie to have a twist ending obviously absolutely i mean the fugitive not, had no. a twist ending sure not really sure eh, not not a twist like this yeah this right this plot would have fit in in like 2003 this is like Shyamalan shit yeah sort of this similar plot reveal happens in i'm gonna blank on all the movies sleepaway camp is one where it's revealed like the person you thought was a girl the whole time was actually a boy Mm -hmm. what and they're a murderer and then also um fuck i can't remember the name of the movie but basically the whole premise was that it, it turns out that the person you thought was one gender was actually another one oh she's the man no, it's not that one. I, I keep thinking, I keep thinking, boys don't cry, but that's the Hillary Swank one, and that's also but known from the beginning. I yeah, I can't remember what the name of that movie is, but um, they reference it a lot on Harmontown, um, which is a weird thing that I remember. 
Um, I don't remember what it is, but that kind of twist um, happens a lot in this kind of time frame because I, you know, it might be people didn't really understand this. And so they were fascinated by it. You know, maybe that was part of why people kept going to this well for it to be the twist, you know? Yeah. I yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm I, trying to look up what the name of that my, movie is. My one complaint about this, well, I have several complaints about this movie, but two hours, 20 minutes is way too long for this movie. Yeah, give me a tight 90 yeah. minutes and uh, I'll probably enjoy it a lot more. I could even see it being longer than 90 minutes because there's a, like, in order to set up a twist, you've got to have some, some time to set it up. Yeah, I guess that's true. But 220 is too long. Well, I watched the two hour cut and it still felt too long. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was a bit long, um, but I don't know. It was fun. I think it's interesting that Chad saw the producer's cut and we saw the director's cut and we liked it more than he did. That is interesting. Yeah. I, I wonder that the director was right in his choices. It definitely does. Mark, do you want to tell us some more facts about the Razzies of this particular year? So See if I we didn't agree I, with any of them. I didn't write down all of the Razzie nominations because, again, a lot of shit I've never heard of. But there was some interesting nominations that I found fun. For example, um, nominated for Best Supporting Actor and actually winning it was O.J. Simpson, who at the time was uh, on trial for murder. Okay, but that's that's one of those things that like goes into our complaints about the Razzies. Uh-huh. It's like, that's the obvious pick. Like, regardless of what... What? He did in that movie. You're gonna pick the person who's on trial for murder. You know, like yeah. what movie was this the, that OJ Nikki was Gunn, in? Thirty three and a third. That movie is fantastic. I love that movie. Um, by the way, the movie that I was trying to think of is The Crying Game. Um, oh, okay. Where that was the whole twist of that movie. Anyway, um, um, what's some other Razzie stuff? So Razzie does this does this thing a lot where they'll they'll nominate one person for worst actor for multiple movies. Like Bruce Willis was nominated for this, and then another movie, and Macaulay Culkin was nominated for, like, three separate movies for best or worst lead actor, including one of them was Richie Rich. Um, Cool. Way to pick on a kid. Yeah. Hey, fuck you. (laughs) Um, But on the other end of the spectrum, instead of one person being nominated for for three movies, um, the worst screenplay award went to the writers of The Flintstones, all 30-plus people that worked on a draft. See, I like this one, because that's insane. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's batshit. I, I like that as a bit. Um, other things that Cody will like was that Jim Carrey was nominated for Worst New Star. I love that. What, <laughs> what movie? Um, I think The Mask and some other shit. I didn't It would have been movies. Ace Ventura and stuff like that. So this is actually dumb that they chose this at this time. But I don't know. I kind of find it funny. Yeah. Now Ace Ventura, Bad Detective was 94. So it was probably that. Yeah. Oh, the yeah, because he was. did three movies within one year, like three huge movies. He ended up losing Pretty to well. Anna Nicole Smith, which like, okay, fine, pick on the porn star. Yeah, like the Razzies suck. Again, we do it because it's a cultural touchstone. Um, so what should we do like with this movie? We're not going to vote it to be the best picture. So I guess, do, I mean, Mark and I have pit, given it a Pit it up against Indecent Proposal, see which one's worse. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, we can do that. I was going to say that I want to know if you guys saw any other movies in 1994 that you think is worst. Uh, uh, I, know I don't Cody's think Cody's so. going to say Forrest Gump. <laughs> uh, actually, yes, Forrest Gump I do think might be worse because this at least was fun for me. It's hard uh, to, to pull it off the top of your head. Yeah. Um, 
I think that this is probably the worst movie that I've seen from this year. I think that's probably true. Probably. Um, but let's put it against Indecent Proposal. I think that that's what we should find. Because if, if our goal for the rest of them is to find the best movie of our lifetime, maybe as much as we want to be positive, we should also try and find the worst based on what the Razzies say. Um, I will go first. I think this movie is way better than Indecent Proposal. Chad, I want to hear yours. Uh, I'm going to agree with Cody. I think Indecent Proposals probably probably worse. Well, yeah, it's probably worse. It's more boring. Yeah, I completely agree. I think Indecent Proposal is like pretty painfully boring for the last half of it. Yeah. Um, and this at least has something to keep my attention. Why couldn't also we? Also, doesn't seen... make me furious at the decisions the characters are making. We also don't get to see Woody's Woody, but we get to see mm. Willis's <laughs> Willie. Exactly. Hey, actually, what we're gonna do with this category? Because we'll just we're just gonna forget about indecent proposal. We're gonna find uh, the best movie that the Razzies claim is bad. That's gonna be our goal. Okay. That's a more positive goal. Okay. I like that. Mark just um, slow clapped my very good pun joke. By the way, I yeah, did it I quietly so I wouldn't blow up my mic. Yeah. Right. So now, since we've determined that this is the best movie that the Razzies claim is bad, um, I think it's time, boys. Oh. Are you ready? Yes. It's time yeah, for a ready. very special segment that we do Ooh. to keep the positivity up in our Razzie episode, where we pit the best picky of 1993, the movie we decided was the best. Jurassic Park. And we which was Jurassic Park. We pit it against the movie we thought was best in 1994, which is The Lion King. The Lion King. King. We'll call the segment Kill Your Darlings because Cody's going <laughs> to kill one of his babies. Right. Or the, yeah, this is the Cody. I, I picked both of these, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to let you guys go first. I have no idea. Well, actually, before we do this, do we want to rank all of our 94 movies? Because we, we did that last did... year as well. Okay, perfect. Then, uh, yeah, let's do it. Um, I can start. Yep. Um, I will start with Clerks. Okay. Um, I think to, to I mean we've talked. I talked about this when I when we talked about the Lion King. Clerks it just has a place in my heart, and I have a special relationship with it. I think. Um, okay. probably Clerks, then Pulp Fiction. Actually, Cody. Damn um, dog. We didn't mm. talk about this. I think I like Pulp Fiction better than Lion King. Well, they weren't up ever against each other. They weren't so. up against each other, so it's gonna go per uh, Clerks, Pulp Fiction, Lion King, Forrest Gump color of night okay chadwick um for me it's gonna be pulp fiction mm-hmm. lion king mm-hmm. clerks yeah forrest gump color of night okay it's weird how we all start with our own movie uh mine is lion king clerks pulp fiction color of night <laughs> forrest gump <laughs> jeez so all completely different <laughs> orders except yep um, the bottom two are the same for all of us, and yeah. <laughs> I flipped it. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, but now we have to put Lion King against Jurassic Park. Dinosaurs versus lions. It's a fight I would watch. Heck of a fight. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I want Mark to go first. You want me to go first? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that my my take here is probably the most obvious of. I don't. I honestly don't know what either of you two are going to pick. Mm-hmm. I think uh-huh. I know what Cody's going to pick. Um, I. I mean, I think Jurassic Park is so good um, on so many different levels. Whether it be um, just technical building all of those those robot dinosaurs, or just like a. I think it's such a good storytelling 
like it's such a good story to be told and it's told so well and all of mm-hmm. the acting is in it also laura dern is in, in lion king so end of end of story i'm picking jurassic park yeah that's a good point chad mm-hmm. i saw a tweet today that said laura dern is a tilda swinton of connie Britton's, and that made me laugh really <laughs> hard <laughs> it's a pretty good tweet it's a pretty good tweet Jeez. Was i Lewis saw Riddell. where um Laura Dern had a woman crush Wednesday on Instagram and she, the actress who plays Rose and um, not uh, uh, the color of night, <laughs> but, Rose, but Rose in um, the last Jedi was her woman. Kelly crush Marie Wednesday. Tico. Yeah. That's her name. And it just made me realize I want to be Laura Dern's woman crush Wednesday one week. Like that just like be <laughs> probably the achievement of my life. That would um, be great. That would just feel good. Uh, but anyways, I do like that Dern. She's in that dinosaur Chad, movie. Focus up. <laughs> no, he's getting there. I'm focusing up. Okay. She's in that dinosaur movie, and she's uh-huh, very good uh-huh. in that dinosaur movie. Mm, but Nala's in Lion King. <laughs> and we know Chad has a crush on Nala. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's honestly a tough call. Um, I really like both movies. I think The Lion King just like speaks more to me on like more real like personal themes of like family and purpose um and that's why I'll pro- I'll pick Lion King and I know that puts Cody in a spot uh but that's that's just the honest truth I I love Lion King I always have and Jurassic Park is like a technical achievement but I tend to focus more on like narrative elements uh I like th- I like when a story is just like banging on all cylinders more so than like technical achievements and we talked about jurassic park it's got some wasted space with the nidri stuff uh lion king is I, a solid movie solid story. i think part of it for me as well is just that i have a hard time connecting to animated stuff just because the way my brain works is like i see real people and i'm like oh that's a real person i see an animated thing and i'm like oh that's an animated thing but then coco makes you cry so yeah well coco was also uh beautiful and also isn't dealing with the real world it's dealing with the afterlife okay uh so cody um you got your favorite spiel your favorite director and your favorite disney adventure um up against yeah i would like to say fuck you to both of you boys (laughs) because it feels people who are listening are going to be like they did this on purpose they wanted cody to do last and then they picked that so it's more dramatic for a podcast listening I promise okay. it's not. We well, never planned that far in advance. Well, A, um, I didn't know what Chad was going to pick. And Absolutely B, not. If you have listened to me talk about these movies, you know that this is my pick. Right. Um, I just think it, like, it, uh, conspiracy theorists could have um, I think some you just ideas. planted conspiracies in people's heads, Cody. Best truthers out there. Right. All right, Cody. We need a lifetime best picky. Shit holes. Um, that is not... Um, one of the options i don't think that that's a real movie okay so i i love jurassic park for a while Rewatching it for best pictures made me love it even more which puts me in a tricky spot um because i appreciated it even more as we talked about it as i watched it another time that sort of thing however lion king has been like my shit for literally ever here we Uh, go stevie versus simba and Steven Spielberg is my favorite director. Really I also think best. he's probably the best director of all time. And I don't know how really many other times 
he's going to pop up on this podcast. So I kind of want to like give him a slot because I like him, but that's not really based on the movie. (laughs) All right, Cody. All you have to do is pick between the king, the king of the jungle and the apex predator of all time. Oh my God. This is so like, I, I, this isn't a bit. This isn't me trying to be funny and like drag it out. Oh, it's fine. You're not being very funny right now. <laughs> Thanks. In perfect. Fact, listeners probably um, <laughs> hate this part of the podcast. If you well, could hurry up and make a th- choice. Well, because here's the we'll, thing. We'll say it in a minute or two. Just skip ahead. <laughs> well, because here's the thing. People are never happy with our choices, really, anyway, um, on, like, the Facebook group and stuff. True. Because I feel like if we pick the animated movie over, like, the one that is Jurassic Park, that is the technical achievement, they're not going to be happy. They already weren't happy that we Cody, picked it over Schindler's. don't listen. Don't think about what I'm they're going to be mad at you for. I'm not. You're still I'm not being have funny. To go- <laughs> All right, Cody. <laughs> Do I have to put well, fart noises? Down. I'll put fart noises in here, too. <laughs> No, don't, Chad, because that's actually going to be bad. Um, so the, the the argument that we made with Best Pictures, our thesis statement, is that we always have to pick with our heart, right? That is the rule we made. Yes. And so I have to. Yeah, you have to. Pick the Lion King. I have to. I have to. Hey. Like, I, I, I knew you would. I mean, God, it's such a hard choice. It, it like, it is. Jurassic Park is incredible. It's mind-blowing how well-made it is. Steven Spielberg is the greatest director of all time. Um, But there is something to say about our nostalgic attachment. We're looking at movies that came out in particular years. This has been with me since that time. Yeah, I have to go with Lion King. So, I don't know. There it is, boys. There it is. The most the most predictable thing for people who probably listen, but I promise it was an actual agonizing decision for me. Um, okay, so what do we do now? I guess... Um, I think we end the I we think plug? we end yeah. the podcast, but I need you guys to tell me where people can find you first. Uh, you can find me across all social media platforms at Chad A. Oliver. Um, Social security number is nope, four. Nope, we're good. Oh, we're good. We're good. Do you yep, need the last Mark? four digits or? No, we're okay. good. Um, my social security number. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you idiots. Is that not what we're plugging? <laughs> no, I put it in the script. Read oh, what's okay. on your script. Wait, how did you know my social security <laughs> number? <laughs> hey, uh, you know, we lived together for a while. <laughs> to check on some shit right now <laughs> um you can follow me on twitter at watlington mark i'm also on instagram under watlington mark if you want to see nothing that i post because i don't post anything uh, i'm on letterboxd at mark zero zero one four uh, i was recently on an episode of uh, something called the spielberg 30 30 slash 30 where 33 slash 33 yeah, that one. I don't I don't do numbers. You can find it on your podcast app by searching the Talk Film Society podcast. It's within that feed. Yeah, it's um uh Matt Crione and Marcelo Pico are going through Spielberg's uh filmography leading up to Ready Player One and I talked to them about Schindler's List. So if you wanted to hear my thoughts about Schindler's List the second time, <laughs> can uh, you can check it out there. Um Perfect. Yeah. I also write for Tall Film Society occasionally, so you can just check that out. Hey, Cody, where can people Uh, find you? You can find me on Twitter at Cody Lunsford underscore. You can find me on Letterboxd by just searching my name. There's not any other Cody Lunsfords there. Um, I am also guesting on an episode of Spielberg 3333 for Talk Film Society podcast. I will be talking about the film Amistad. Uh, Should be out soonish. 
I'm us can... excited for that. What? <laughs> Was that a joke? I'm, I'm excited. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah, but um, it's barely a pun on Amistad. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's close enough. Right. You can find me writing about film and pop culture. You can also find Chad there and maybe one day Mark on the blog low, L-O dash fi. Um, popculture.tumblr.com um, Chad wrote about MoviePass I wrote about Paddington yeah by the time um, this episode's out I'll have a blog on Iron Man it's the first Chad just created something called a deadline for himself I, I did that on purpose so that I would actually write this <laughs> thing uh, I'm going to write something on every single little MCU movie leading up to Infinity Wars so be on the lookout for that Nothing yep. like a deadline that you can edit out of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. Um, okay, so I guess uh, let's start this wrap off. Wrap off. Wrap. Let's start this wrap up. off. That's the word. That's the word I was looking for. Wrap up. Yeah. Mark really sucks. He is a duck. Hey, hey. He's not a duck. Uh, that hey, gets the fuck. Come on. What? Sorry, I just was. Uh, uh, we got to be Mark's a duck. positive. <laughs> Positive okay, okay, spirit. positive rap. Hit me with the beat again. Hit me with the beat again. Hit me wiki, with the beat wiki, again. Wiki, 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 wiki. Boom, 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 Mark is one of my two top best friends, and the other one is Chad. Wow, that was one of the least on-beat raps I've ever heard. It's hard to do. Yeah, Chad will fix it in post. I don't know what can be fixed. So we're starting this rap up. What were you trying to say? Yes, starting this wrap up. Sorry, my cat is being very cute off to the side, so it keeps distracting me. Well, you know, our um, audiences can't see that because it's an audio. <sighs> I'm sorry. But should I paint a picture with my words? My cat is playing with this little pink cushion thing that's got lots of little catnip on it, and she's losing her mind. It's very cute. Anyway, Chad, I need to know from you, what is the best movie that the Razzies ever nominated for Worst Picture? Uh, in our lifetime uh, in our uh, lifetime the color of bruce willis's dick um, okay oh guys hey. we never revealed what the color of night is <laughs> go ahead we I did what the movie is <laughs> we did what the movie did i'm gonna guess it's red <laughs> me too red. but unsure hey mark what's up um on that note the color of night hey okay. cody <laughs> <laughs> what, these do the take way too long What's the best picture that the Razzie Award for Worst Picture went to in our lifetime that we've talked about so far? <laughs> Color of Night. Okay. Hey, Chad. Hey. What's the best movie of our lifetime? Um, we're doing two? We gotta do this Yeah, two? we gotta do two. So far, we talked about so two far Lion King. Mark, best movie, Lifetime. Lion King. Cody, best picky Lifetime. Lion King. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. And remember... I probably fucked and or arrested half of these people's parents. Well, uh, we wrapped up 1994. Uh, so I guess we should go on to the next year, right, guys? The next no. year would be 2017. What? Is that correct? Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I decided just to wrap the podcast up faster. I've I yeah. have other stuff it's to do with boring. my life. So instead like of doing this. the rest of the no. years, we're just going to skip straight to 2017 and just do all of that in one podcast. Well, yes and no.
We're doing the best pictures, best pickies, spectacular 2017. Right. So what these two idiots are trying to say is next episode, we are giving you our nominations for the best of 2017. Forget the Oscars. Forget the Golden Globes. Forget the BAFTAs. Forget other award shows. We are doing the pickies. So we are going to nominate what we think are the best in uh, categories that run from best writing to best supporting actor, actress, best actor, actress, um, and best film. And we're going to nominate all those. We're going to pick, we're going to vote, but you, the audience will have the power to vote on our Facebook page um, and select what movie uh, or what, which winner you want to win. We pick the nominate the nominees. You pick the winners. Look it's guys, that there's easy. a lot of, there's a lot of nomination rules that Cody thinks it's very important for all of you to know, and we'll get to it next week. He's explained it to me like three times, and I got it the first time. <laughs> he just Whatever. wants to be sure you understand, because sometimes you don't understand things, Mark, and we all got to be on the same page next week. Oh, in two weeks from now. Well, two weeks from now. <laughs> two, weeks. two weeks. We are never on the same page. <laughs> that I think that's as good of an ending as any. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Hey, is it cool if I insert a fart noise uh, when you say tutor and then you laugh at tutor? Yeah. Okay, hold on. Is, hold on one actually. second. Hold on one second. Okay, we're good. <laughs> I like how you're too lazy to Google fart noise. Well, yeah, I don't want to like download the MP3 and then... <laughs> it's obnoxious. It takes time. Oh, fuck. I Wait, then can to. we just give all, each give a fart noise take? Sure, Mark. Yeah, 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 so you can pick the best one. <laughs> okay, now Cody. Okay, I want a real juicy one. <laughs> Give me a second. Um, we're all over the place today. Uh, Ready? And a- three, two, one. <laughs> that was a bad one. Can I do one more? Yeah, you can do one more. <laughs> How do you make fart noises? We okay. Can do that. <laughs> too long, too long. <laughs> But no, so we know you have three options. You have super right. long, you have yours just in the middle, and mine's pretty I'm going to do an alternate take. Okay, okay, okay. Huh? <laughs> I like that Wait, one. Wait, hold on. Huh? Here's mine. What? <laughs> okay. Here's, here, here's my other one. <laughs> That doesn't sound like any sound that's ever existed in the history. Of All right. Humanity. I got one more. I got- <laughs> All right. Hold on. I got, I got one more in me. Oh, oh I got Hold on, guys. <laughs> Good bit, good bit. Very good bit. My cheeks feel real weird now. Mark pretended to (laughs) poop himself. Okay. I'm glad you have that audio, Chad. I'm very glad Uh, I have the audio. It's probably going to be at the end of the podcast.
<laughs> That's going to make us sound like fucking morons. <laughs>